Beginning January 1st, OHSU Health will begin operating a new integrated delivery system as part of its participation in HealthShare of Oregon and the CCO 2.0. CCOs are coordinated care organizations which serve Oregon's Medicaid population. It's Tuesday, December 3rd, and this is OHSU Week. I'm Patrick Holmes. And I'm Lisa Carter. We hope everyone had a happy Thanksgiving. Lisa, with the short week, any news to highlight? Well, we had our first winter weather advisory over the weekend uh, with the possibility of snow and freezing rain in the forecast. It did turn out to be kind of a non-event, but it was a good trial run for OHSU uh, to activate the protocols we have in place. Yes, and hopefully it gave many a chance to refresh their practice of calling the alert line and checking OHSU now for weather updates as there will likely be more weather events in our near future. <laughs> Cannot wait. Well, we are fully into the holiday season, and for many departments and teams around OHSU, this means decorating your workspaces, which can be a fun and festive activity. We just ask that everyone keep safety in mind as you're decking the halls. For some guidance, check out the tip of the week posted last week. And that tip of the week also includes a link to an earlier post on how to make holiday celebrations inclusive, which has some great information and ideas. And finally, in this season of giving, OHSU will host two Red Cross blood drives in December, this Friday, December 6th in the Student Center Gymnasium, and another on Thursday, December 19th in the BIC. You can schedule an appointment online at redcrossblood.org. And now to our main interview. Jennifer Smith spoke with Dr. Katrina McPherson in the Office of Health Plan Services and Dr. Joanna Warren, an associate professor in the School of Medicine, to learn about OHSU's participation in a new integrated delivery system. Well, thank you for joining me today. While before we get started, can I have both of you introduce yourselves? I'm Katrina McPherson. I'm a pediatrician, and I am the chief medical officer for OHSU's new Office of Health Plan Services. And I'm Joanna Warren. I am a family physician, and I am the interim chief primary care and population health officer here at OHSU. Thank you. So. Many of our listeners probably have heard the term coordinated care organization, but what is this concept of CCO 2.0? So when CCOs started about six years ago, they were designed to be community-based approaches to caring for the Medicaid population and really designed to be regional partnerships among organizations that know the patient populations the best. That is really sort of a departure from traditional way of administering Medicaid, which was through health plans. For CCO 2.0, there was a lot of thought put into areas that needed to be prioritized where we wanted to make some more progress specifically around behavioral health and integrating that behavioral health services with medical services around addressing social determinants of health and health equity, improving our ability to coordinate care and integrate care across the different um, types of services, and also thinking about how we do that in a cost-effective way and make the best use of the limited resources that we have from the funding for Medicaid patients. And we're fresh off the rollout of OHSU 2025, the strategic plan. So can you talk a little bit about how the CCO 2.0 work fits into that plan, in particular the goal of enhancing health and healthcare in every community? Sure. I think it fits into the population health tactic work the most. Um, I think it also hits on some of the payer strategy work. 
the wellness and well-being of our workforce uh, work. And it also hits on some of our digital health work. And HealthShare of Oregon is the CCO that we're participating in. Can you talk a little bit about OHSU's role in that? Sure. So OHSU was one of the founding members of HealthShare when it first started about six years ago. And we continue to be very active in driving some of the strategic um, initiatives and decisions around health share um, and how we care for the Medicaid population in the Portland metro area. For CCO 2.0, OHSU is actually going to be taking on a, an additional role as an integrated delivery system or an IDS. And um, we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute. But that's really OHSU taking on this role that's more similar to some of the functions that a health plan would typically serve. And HealthShare has around 300,000 members, maybe even more than that. And how many, we might not know how many OHSU serves in particular, but can you talk a little bit about the numbers who will be assigned to our role in the CCO 2.0? Yeah, so OHSU um, itself has about 13,000 OHP members who are assigned to a primary care provider at OHSU. And then if you think about the broader OHSU health system that includes Adventist and Tuolity, Adventist has about 12,000 patients who are assigned to their primary care providers, and the network in the Tuolity Health Alliance serves another 15,000 members. So starting in January, we're going to combine all of those members, uh, about 40,000 members altogether, under a single umbrella is OHSU Health. And I think that the other thing is, is that being such a leading academic institution in the state, we're going to touch many more lives than that. And the hope over time, at least my hope over time, is that we deliver on an amazing service at OHSU Health, which is really different than our community partners can offer. And patients have a choice. So they get assigned, but and there's rules about how patients do get assigned but it's really important to know that patients within these health plans have choices and there's open enrollment periods each year. And our hope over time is that we have this amazing um, health plan product and more and more patients are going to join OHSU Health as their CCO. Excellent. And we're hearing this term OHSU Health more and more. And you're both using it. Can we take a moment to describe what that really means for our health system? So OHSU Health is um, the name given to the new system that includes OHSU, Adventist Health Portland, and Tuality Healthcare. And so it will, of course, include all of the hospitals and programs and services and clinic locations that are part of OHSU itself, as well as those that are not directly owned by OHSU, but are part of Adventist and Tuality. Great. So you've been meeting Dr. McPherson with clinicians and administrators across OHSU Health to describe the new integrated delivery system, or IDS. Can you go into that a little bit more? What does IDS mean? Yeah, so along with rethinking sort of where the priority areas are as, as CCO 2.0, we, we rethought how do we want to deliver better care to the members at the provider level. Traditionally, even within HealthShare, within the CCOs, a lot of this work was driven by the health plans, especially related to how we're transforming care and developing new programs to care for the Medicaid population. So with this new opportunity under CCO 2.0 to really rethink how we want to 
do that um, in the most effective manner possible. The idea of using an integrated delivery system or becoming an integrated delivery system really is about shifting the responsibility and the driving forces behind transforming how we deliver care and how we really try to improve the, the health and the outcomes for our Medicaid members. I think really it also helps put the patient in the center of that um, and patient's needs in the center of that. If you have a truly integrated delivery system, you're going to follow the patients through entire transitions, whether it's home to hospital to back home, whether it's into care facilities, or whether it's really utilizing care management and some of our resiliency specialists to really help our patients navigate their community organizations to help give them the wraparound support they need to overall improve their health. Dr. Warren, you're integrally involved with primary care integration. Can you talk a little bit more about your work to meet that goal? Yeah, I think that one of the most important things in setting up the IDS as well as continuing the work here at OHSU is ensuring that we don't duplicate services, but only enhancing each other's services and really utilizing the groups of care providers that we've already developed. So a lot of this is that Primary care is really foundational to some of this work, that having a medical home is really important to setting up the patient for success in whatever health journey that they're going to take. Having a consistent patient experience across all of our primary care clinics, having access to that care, thinking about the wellness and burnout, not just of our physicians and providers, but of our staff as well. And then finally, the integration of our specialty partners in this journey. Patients may get the vast majority of their needs through their primary care providers, but they are going to interface with a specialist at some point. And making sure that our specialist providers both understand this work, um, understand how to utilize primary care and how primary care can utilize specialty care will only enhance the health of our patients over time and the relationships that we have within our integrated delivery system. And are there specific population health programs or initiatives that are part of this work, or is it more of a, you know, redo redefining current care models that clinicians may already be engaged in? I think a couple of call-outs that Dr. McPherson already made um, in terms of um, behavioral health. Um, social determinants of health is another big one. Um, some of the care management work that uh, involves access to avoid the emergency department, engaging in some of those care management practices as well for our highest risk patients. But more importantly, some of the work Dr. McPherson's doing to start to evolve those practices to help engage our patients at rising risk, to help avoid them becoming into a high risk population pool. And then finally, the work we do in outreach, meaning the patients that are not coming in to see the, us, we still need to be attentive to their health and ensure that their health care gaps are closed. And so developing the processes to, to do outreach instead of just the inreach of when they come uh, to see us in the clinics. So are there changes that clinicians or staff might see once IDS launches in January? I think, you know, I... I'll be curious to see what Dr. McPherson thinks, but my hope is that this work is really seamless. So we talked about 40,000 lives. These are not necessarily 40,000 new lives. These are patients that we're already caring for, and I think that that's really critical to be able to communicate. These patient populations are clinics and special programs have already been caring for, and we've 
we can highlight a number of different practices that we're exploring and trying to both understand and scale. So some of it is uh, our work at our Richmond Clinic in terms of some of our transgender population, our REACH program, um, some of our resiliency work with some of our pediatric and our um, integrated subspecialty clinics here at OHSU for those populations as well. You know, I think that we're going to grow and we're going to learn what it means to be a health plan. But in terms of the number of patients needing care on day one, I don't think people will feel that. Um, it's just that the wraparound care and how we grow and how we align and grow together is going to be over time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think there's a couple of things that I would definitely like the clinicians and staff to be aware of really for right at the beginning, the first of the year, because this is traditionally a population that does not get all the communications that are they're intended to get. And so sometimes they they may not understand some of the changes that are happening. So for instance, their insurance ID cards are gonna say OHSU Health as their health plan. They're gonna they're gonna identify OHSU Health as their health plan. And that will be new. So that might be something that they might have questions about. They could be switched to a different CCO and not be aware of it because for whatever reason they didn't receive that communication. And so they may show up in a clinic and not know that they their insurance isn't what they thought it was. So I think just making sure that people are prepared to be able to help walk the patients through these times of transition will be helpful as well. That's a really good point. And if people have questions, who should they go to? Yeah, there's actually, um, there will be a whole communication, um, well, really a series of communications coming out um, through various channels within OHSU, including OHSU Now, and we'll have a lot of the details around what are the resources, what are, what are some of the frequently asked questions that patients will have, and how staff can re- respond to those things, and what the, the phone numbers and, you know, internet resources and stuff available to help address the questions. So this question gets a little bit to sort of the heart of OHSU and our impact on the state. We are really well known across the state um, when it comes to improving the health of Oregonians, and that means it comes up. OHSU comes up in conversation with neighbors and friends and family. So if you had to give your OHSU colleagues advice to talk about our expanding into more of a system and serving Medicaid members and others in a more integrated way, what, what would you say people should describe us as? I guess for me, it's really um, our continued commitment to care for all of Oregonians, regardless of the payer mix. And I think that that's been true at OHSU across the board. I think that that's on the clinical and care delivery side. I think that only enhances our research and education arms as well. This is the only academic medical center in the state of Oregon, and we are training a vast number of different providers from all different specialties, not just in medicine, but in nursing and all of the allied health um, specialties as well. And so if we can set the tone for how to care for patients in a coordinated and integrated way, regardless of the payer mix, with attention to things like behavioral health and social determinants of health, we're going to set them up for success in their careers wherever they go. So is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Yeah, I think I'd just like to reiterate what Dr. Warren just said, that this is really an exciting opportunity for OHSU and uh, clinicians and staff to really create a more effective environment for caring for our OHP members. And there 
are going to be a ton of opportunities for people to be involved and really to help us move this work forward. This is huge. and Change is hard. We are in the middle of a lot of change here at OHSU. I think that change can also be very exciting. We realize that we're not going to get everything right the first time, and that's why we're going to rely upon our community to help us along when we fall short um, and to help celebrate where we should go faster or put more resources and go stronger. And so I really think that the engagement of the community and not just as we approach 1120, but really in the next one to five years as we're along this journey, we hope to tweak it and improve it for patients, but for our providers and staff and that community of Oregon as well along the way. Wonderful. Well, thanks again for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. OHSE Week is a production of Strategic Communications. This episode was produced by Jennifer Smith and edited by Josh Anderson. I'm Patrick Holmes. And I'm Lisa Carter. See you next week.